Sorry I didn't see you there, this is an audio medium. If you grew up on Disney Channel shows and DCOMs, my time mouse sheen is ready for you to take a journey back to those golden days. Quick! Before the time reaches 8-7 Central! What is up, time travelers? Welcome back to the Time Machine Podcast with me, Becca Stogna. And me, Hunter Martin. Um, how's it going? It is going. Yeah? Yeah, I got a bunch of Amazon packages in the mail today. Found out I got approved for my first apartment with my boyfriend today. Ooh. All good things. That's good, that's good. Um... I have some exciting personal news. Oh. So, former get former guest. I mean, friend. Friend to the pod. Ha- former guest. Fr- first former fan guest, of the pod. First fan of the pod. Familial relation, if I think you're going right. Familiar, yes. <laughs> okay. So, I went home to visit my family this weekend, or last weekend, and it was the first time I realized that all of my siblings and I have been in the same room for, I think, almost a year. Yeah. So, yeah, my sister who was pregnant, she revealed what she's having. And she's having a little girl. So when we were um, there, she goes, you can, like, announce it on your podcast if you want. You know how you you do Disney deliveries? Yes. So we got a personal Disney delivery. Or not not a delivery, uh, a Disney pregnancy news. As soon as you told me it was a girl, I was like, is her name going to be Lizzie? I told my sister that. She goes, oh, my gosh, that would have been awesome. Uh, well, she can change it. It's up to her. True, true. <laughs> um, but what I was going to say, yeah, she she revealed it by, like, cookies and stuff. Like, we opened it, and, like, the cookies were, like, pink and and all that. So it was fun. I'm, and then I'm, like, I was g- glad because every time we talk about the baby in our family group chat, I've been sending uh, Michelle Tanner gifts, like, and so I was like really glad I didn't have to change it up. Um, but I'm trying to think: Are there any famous Disney? J- just to keep it in the on topic, are there any famous Disney Channel uncles? Because I'm going to be an uncle. I know there, there's a famous Disney Channel baby, <laughs> which is Charlie from Good Luck Charlie. But I'm trying to think. I want to say yes, but I don't know. No one's coming to mind. No, I don't think. I think Disney Channel really tries to. Uncle Earl. From there we go. Montana. Yeah. <laughs> That's Billy Ray. <laughs> no, no. No, Uncle Earl is someone completely different. Oh. And that one episode we watched, that his name was um. Uh, Robbie Ray, and what was the, his brother's name? Bobby Blay. I don't Bobby. know. Bobby. It was Robbie Ray and Bobby Ray. <laughs> so their names were Robert Robert. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. I think. Anyway, so yeah, Uncle Earl. You can call me Uncle Earl. There it is. I, f- I figured it out. Um, so yeah, that's some news for me. But let's get in some Disney 4-on-1 news, shall we? The good news. The good, the good news. <laughs> First story is a story that Becca repeatedly asked if I was going to talk, if we were going to bring it up. It seems important. She was like, she texted me like three separate. She goes, "You're, we're talking about this, right? Right? I think yeah. I forgot that I was, I had asked already. I was like, I didn't know you're such a big fan, but <laughs> anyway, so 
The Proud Family has been renewed for season two. Proud Family Louder and Prouder on Disney Plus. I haven't even watched it yet, so you're making me sound like this like rabid right. fan of. When I tell you, she texted me like three. She's like, "We're talking about this, right? We do we have news? Is the Proud Family on there?" I'm like, "Yes." <laughs> so news of the renewal comes just days before the first season's upcoming finale on Wednesday, April twentieth. Season two has started production, and with that announcement, Disney Plus also in- unveiled a. Uh, the lineup of season two guest stars set to appear are Chance the Rapper, Gabrielle Union, Normani, Leslie Odom Jr., Anthony Anderson, Dominique Dawes, Gabby Douglas, Lori Hernandez, Jane Lynch, <laughs> Holly Robinson Pete, Maury Povich, <laughs> sorry, I'm Storm Reed, Courtney B. Vance, and Lena Mendoza. Uh, I'm going to have, they're closing the door on Orlando Brown again. Orlando Brown. Remember his character <laughs> was written off, a.k.a. They I know, pro- but then they also said that they were, like, leaving it open to possibilities. Remember? That was They're leaving thing. it open if they want to put pen to paper and draw him again. Oh, <laughs> uh, so now that you're so excited about the Proud Family, will you be watching season two? I need to watch season one first, but I will. I swear that I will. Yeah, I mean, you must. You must. Um... <laughs> Congrats to the Disney Plus reboot that has giving that has worked out. We all know. We don't need to bring it up. It's like kicking a dead horse. We all know. All right. Um, this is more of like a, an opinion story that I just think we need to discuss in our Disney Four One segment. So Coachella is back after a couple years off, mm-hmm. and of course, all the Instagrams and all the social medias are back proclaiming that Vanessa Hudgens is the queen of Coachella. So my question is to you. So she's like all over socials right now on all like pop culture, social media. My question to you and my our theories, I guess, if you will, when and how did Vanessa Hudgens become the queen of Coachella? I think she was the queen of Coachella like for a couple years in like the 2014, 15s. Yeah, I I'm remember just wa- seeing it. I just don't know. Like, don't how know. did that? How did that come about? I just remember her famous. <laughs> she wore her- more headdresses than anybody else. Uh huh. I also would say, <laughs> I think her video, though, when COVID first hit, that was when Coachella was almost going to get canceled, and ultimately did become can- become yeah. canceled. And it- no, what what happened was it was moved to October, and so she was really excited because she said she goes. That means we're getting Spookchella. <laughs> Baby V. She loves Halloween. So they call her the Queen of Halloween and the Queen of Coachella. She can't be the Queen of both things. <sighs> She's a queen. Baby V. She's that's why they call her the unbelievable, indescribable Vanessa Hudgens, Queen of Coachella, aka the Queen of Halloween. So do you think anyone else should be the queen or king of Coachella? Coachella. I don't pay enough attention to Coachella. All I know is that Shania Twain performed with Harry Styles. All I know is you guys can't see what Becca's wearing, but she's wearing a brown t-shirt with a, with a little scarf. You look like you're going to Coachella. <laughs> I look like I'm a train conductor. And a lot of people are dressed like that, <laughs> if you look at it. So, may- are you the queen of Coachella? No. Are you coming for Vanessa's crown? No. Her flower crown? Definitely not. Definitely not. She Ugh. can she can sleep tight knowing her flower crowns are not <laughs> going to be stolen by me. Uh, excuse me. 
What? I have something brief because it's not official. Okay. But well, last week when I freaked out mid-episode because Lucas responded to my comment and said something about the role of a lifetime. Oh, yeah. It appears that whatever he is working on, Corbin Blue is also involved because there's been photos of them together. Oh, yes, yes, and yes, Corbin yes. Corbin made a post where he was like very excited to be involved with Lucas Grabeel's new project. Um, okay, yeah, you sent me that, and I had a th- I have a theory about it. Okay. That you may not like. Oh, no. So, when, as you know, Corbin Blue is going to be on season three of High School Musical, the musical, the series. Mm-hmm. And Lucas Grabeel was on season one, I think. He was, yes. And he sang a song mm-hmm. on High School Musical, the show. Mm-hmm. And his song was called The Role, Role of a, a Lifetime. Lifetime. Which is why I commented first, Ryan again, but he didn't like that. I, I know it's not a Food Boy sequel. I just thought it was funny that he liked that comment. So do you think he's gonna he's doing something with the new season? Maybe. Or maybe they're doing like a like a Chad and Ryan gay lovers spin-off web show. <gasps> what if they do like an Ido dance reference? I'd burst into tears. Aw. I love that song then, so much. Then I hope it happens. Then I hope it happens. Okay. Now, is it time for Raven's Rehash? Yes. <laughs> Let me tell you something. It's time, I think, <laughs> that it's Raven's Home Rehash where we are recapping season five Raven's Home. And I think we have now entered these episodes, the Booker Zone. <laughs> <laughs> because Raven is now in the back. Raven not and story. Victor and every other... Raven, Victor, and Little Girl are now the B-plot, which is too crowded for me. Uh-huh. I like my Raven with her room to make her faces in the A-plot. The only relief that this episode gave me was seeing Adrian Bailon again. Yeah, I really yeah. She may it was, have been done. So she's going to be like... It seems to me she's going to just be like a recurring someone at the school. Like a senora, senorita I need Rodriguez. her and Raven to be clashing. Yeah, I would say like I don't if you're want gonna... her to just be like, what's the point of bringing Alana back if all you're gonna do is have her pop up and be like, lunch today is tacos, and then like leave. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's if so you're gonna if you're gonna so have if you're gonna have Raven and her on set at the same time, why not just put them in a scene together? I hope they will. the The a plot in this episode was like a mystery with multiple twists. Yeah. Um That like the girl Ivy brings her new phone to school. And in Adrian Bailon, like one of her fleeting lines, she walks by and is like, oh, I wouldn't like wave your phone around. There's a thief at the school. And then like the school's new laptops go missing. And so Booker and his friends like try and take it. They take it upon themselves to figure out who it is. Yeah. And then the B plot is so. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like they're already grasping for straws. (laughs) They shouldn't be. So Victor is at the chill grill. Um. And he, this random guy named Stone, who's like dressed at all first. Cool, okay, at first I was him. like, "Is this Arsenio Hall?" <laughs> I thought it was, and then I was like, "I was like, is this like someone famous that I'm supposed to know?" But it wasn't. I don't know. But Victor did order. You see, bacon and espresso at the Chill Grill, which means the Chill Grill does brunch. Oh yeah, I wouldn't think they wouldn't. I, that just makes me excited. But I would just yeah. <laughs> They're talking and like, because Victor is apparently like the most gullible man in the world now and will like fall for any piece of meat that's dangled in his face. Right. This guy is like, 
man, you shouldn't listen to your daughter if you want to be cool. Like, you should eat bacon and do stuff like that. And this somehow leads to Victor getting, like, stranded on a zip line and Raven comes to save him and also gets stuck there. Yeah. And, like, a zip line that has, they are not harnessed in at all. They're, yeah. like, on a ropes course or something, and they're, like, 20 feet in the air. <laughs> and and I've Raven... been on a rope. I've been on a ropes course like that before yeah. with a harness on, and it's scary as you know what with a harness on. So I don't know why they were, like, free harness, <laughs> no harness. Raven is up there, too, and she's like, ah! And she can't move. She could mm. step the slightest bit to her left and be back on the platform the way that the green screen is. I literally wrote Victor fell victim to the green screen. <laughs> I, there's a lot of green screen now. I know, and it and always it, looks bad. And green screen was like sporadically in Raven, and that's so Raven. I guess because it was like early two thousand. We did. So we did get two light. very light that's so Raven references in this episode. And we had were. we saw the art room again, and it <gasps> yeah, looks art pretty breaker. similar. Um, yes. Cindy Lauper is no longer the art teacher, but <laughs> <laughs> it's this woman named Miss Linda who plot twist start, turns out to be the person who's stealing the electronics so that she can sell yeah. them to make money. Right. So bizarre. And then it turns out that the lunch lady who they thought that it was is an undercover cop. It was just like, so what I've was completely the... given up on getting what I want out of this season with Tanya and Corey explanations. After oh yeah. This episode. We're but... not. I, I think unless it takes, it takes another sharp turn. I think this is how the whole show is going to be. Uh, well, they did what they they did what we knew they were gonna do we knew it was too good to be true i said because the first probably four episodes were very raven heavy mm-hmm. and we were like wait this well, is kind of what we always they wanted did this to us before in season one and i f- had a feeling they were gonna do it again but the other one was when neil and booker were spying around to like try and figure out who yeah. was stealing the electronics and they're in the garbage can and they both rise up and they yes, have like yes, hats yes, yes. made out of cans which i think that has to be an homage to raven being in the garbage i mean that's what i thought as soon as it happened yeah it was very fleeting they were those are both like very small not blatant references like they've been doing but yeah i will just say i do enjoy that adrian bylone's character alana is still like a bully <laughs> Yeah. But an adult bully. Yeah. So I like she's how the she's strictest like just principal. That's what they all said. Yeah, she yeah. But so this is probably my least favorite one we watched. It's in it's by far. It's tied with this one and the last one. I need them to step it up. I'd give the last one like another step above this just because Raven yeah. and Alana interacted. I'm hoping I just need them to have the same energy they had when they first arrived this season. If I don't get a disguise. Yeah. I swear. Who had the vision this episode? Was it Raven? No. No. Well, I think. Oh, no, 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 no. It was Booker. Yeah. Booker had the vision of um, Ivy saying they found the thief. Yeah. And yeah. Where? Because I've seen in an interview Raven Simone was saying that she's just like had a whole day where she was in prosthetics and she said, I never thought I'd do that again. So it's coming (sighs) where she's going to be a big surprise. I just got to hold on. Or, or I'm hoping a country cousins part two, because the new character Alice is related to the country cousins. I know if they did a country cousins reboot, it would, I, I would give the season a full pass. Yeah. 
for I just reason. need because because you know how Raven was the baby in Country Cousins. Yeah. That means like the baby would be like a teenager, and so that mean be that would just be funny. Anyway, that was Raven's home rehash, and that was Disney four one one. Well, we did just talk about Raven, and yeah. how Raven was once a baby. Yeah. And baby Raven's career on the Disney Channel, I think, began with what we are speaking of today for this our sixtieth episode. I know. We are so far in the future because we are talking about Xenon, girl of the 21st century. <laughs> yeah. Let's get in our time machines to the past, but to the future at the same time. Well, the, Hunter told me, I texted him and was like, I need to know how far away Xenon Zero is from where we are right now. It's, it's 27 years, isn't it? 27 years from yes, now. So we will when... both be alive. Right. So, like Becca said, we're talking about Xenon Girl of the 21st Century, and the movie Xenon Girl of the 21st Century takes place in the year 2049, but it was released on January 23rd, 1999, mm-hmm. and it was the fifth DCOM of all time. The poster still has that old Disney Channel logo where the TV was a big black box uh-huh. with, like, the blue and yellow in the front. Crazy. Yeah. So little behind-the-scenes facts about Xenon Girl of the 21st Century. It was actually a failed pilot for a proposed television show. Oh. So it was going, they were trying to make it to a series because it's based off children's books. So there's one, two, three. There's six children's books of Xenon Girl of the 21st Century. And so the first one is based off the idea of a girl who lives in space gets sent back to Earth. And so, yeah, it was supposed to be a TV show, but then it got scrapped, and it became a movie. It became the fifth movie, and it's one of the rare DCOMs that is part of a franchise trilogy. It had two more movies after this. Xenon the Sequel came out in 2001, and Xenon Z3, that came out in 2004. Do you want to know a Disney fun fact that I think is very niche to me? Of course. As far as I know, I could be wrong, but as far as I know, the only two actors in Disney canon to have played a part in the first and third film in a trilogy, but not the second, are raven Simone and Robin Williams. <laughs> You're right. You're <laughs> two right. Two comedians. <laughs> yeah, so Becca's right. Raven, who is credited as raven Simone in this movie. So at some point, Disney said, ditch the last name. Um, this is her first Disney Channel introduction, and she's in the first movie, and she's in the third movie, but she's not in the second movie, but her character is, she is and it's played, played by, by someone, someone different. So we'll get to that when we, if we ever cover Xenon the sequel, which I think we should just cover in the future because of the, the crazy title. The sequel. But we're not talking about the sequel. We're talking about the first wolf. I forgot because Disney is so quirky like this. When I typed Z into my Disney Plus, I thought the first result would be Xenon, but I forgot how many Disney titles have Zs in them. How many? Like Zootopia, Zack and Cody. Oh, yeah. All kinds of stuff. Like if you put in a letter like that, usually you expect it to be the very first thing, but it was like there was like nine other things before Xenon was even there. Yeah. Yeah, but like I said, Xenon, it was very popular. I think it was, like, one of the first DCOMs that kind of popped off. Like I said, it's only the fifth one. I think the one that popped off before this was Halloween Town. 
So this is this is that they were growing their legs. Was that a long time before this? <laughs> it was like a year, year, year before. This year looks before. worse. And when when <laughs> Disney Channel original movies were celebrating its hundredth movie, um, Gary Marsh, the present Disney Channel, was giving an interview about behind the scenes of certain DCOMs and how that process goes. And he says that out of all the DCOMs. Like, one of their biggest things is that they've never been able to translate a DCOM into a TV show. Like, they've never been able to spin one off. But they said that Xenon is something they're still trying to figure out how to do a TV show. Because it's, like, one of the few Disney Channel movies that have, that built, that has built its own world. And so, there's, they still have a Xenon. They want to do something with Xenon again all these years later. So would I, it, I don't. Would there I think be a, a new Xenon, or would it be like? I think Kirsten they should just Storms do. Is like old. I think they should just do a, an animated show. Yeah, that'd a be Xenon fun. TV show, but to understand why Xenon is so popular, let's get into it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to. No, I was just laughing. Um. So you know how this movie starts. In complete darkness, and it uh, it stays yeah. that way pretty much the whole time. No, okay. Can I talk about the op- <laughs> can, can I talk? Yeah, but first, can we talk about the opening shot yeah. of Xenon? It's terrifying. Wait, on her like on her alarm? No, on her little doll she made of herself. Oh yeah, she has like the longest chin known to man, and, like a hunchback <laughs> and like yarn hair. And I'm like, ah. well, then she immediately pops up like she sent a video of herself to her alarm. And it's very like drunk me to sober me energy where she's like, morning, glorious, which yeah. <laughs> before she said that to someone else. And I realized that was their greeting. I thought she was saying morning, glorious to herself and being like morning, glorious, like calling herself that. And then being like, yeah, like you, you have something to do today. I know it was so much more interesting yesterday. Yeah. So this is. Morning Glorious kind of sets the stage of Xenon has her own kind of language. Oh, and some of those verbiages clawed at my like, skin. <laughs> like stellar, this is macro, so major, lunarious. Every time, like after the 10th time I heard someone say major, I was ready to swallow a pill. <gasps> <laughs> it made me Jeez. so... I was so tired. Well, I think the famous... One is Cetus Lapidus. Which I just now found out starts with a C and not was, a Z. Yeah. For the longest time, I thought it was Zetus Lapidus, but it's Cetus Lapidus. And how many times do you think they said Cetus Lapidus in this movie? They didn't say it until like midway through, but then they made up for lost time and they just kept on saying it. So I would say at least 20. 14 times. Ah. It's only uttered 14 times, but they made every 14 times count. So, and the movie, like, really, the first 30 minutes only takes place in the space station. And after that, I don't remember anything else that was going to happen in this movie. I don't remember a lot of the parts where she was on Earth. So, the rest of the movie was very, you know, eye-opening. I was like, oh, I don't remember this part. I didn't really remember the main, I did not remember the main plot of, like, that someone's coming up to the space station and wants to make it not work anymore so we can make money and i was like wait what i know that i've seen like clips from it or like been on disney channel when it was on before but i think this is the first time i have seen like this movie beginning to end but since you said the first 30 minutes takes place on the space station yeah the lighting 
is so bad. Like, I've seen film Twitter recently up in arms saying that films aren't well lit anymore. Like, Honey Bunch, you have not seen Xenon Girl of the 21st Century. If y'all have ever been to Disney World and stood in line for Space Mountain, it looks like that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, what do they do a rebrand? Like, the set alone looks like the space mountain cube but the lighting is really what does and 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 the music the music Mm -hmm. that they use so yeah the whole entire time we were in the space station i I don't i need to know when society thought okay now we're going to move whoever wants to go up to the space station yeah they never really say why they never really say other um, than that some of the people are like oh earth is so dangerous and then i'm just thinking it's, it's it looks like a big circle, like it's a circle. So I'm thinking, this would just be so repetitive. You see the same people every day. Mm-hmm. You don't like. It's not like you get to leave and go somewhere. No. And then once they start talking about like what they eat and like all that stuff, I was like, oh my god. And then and then okay, <laughs> and this is probably a weird thing to think about watching Xenon. But then I was like, okay, like people are having kids, people are born on the space station. At some point, everyone's gonna be related to each other. It's like a commune. This right. what, this space station is a commune. Because they make it seem like there's not a lot of people there. There can't be more than like 200 people. I'm just thinking... Because Xenon says in the movie she moved up there when she was five. Yeah. Um, And I'm just, I'm just trying to think what is... How could... I don't... I just don't know. Like, I would go crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Because, one, there's no lighting. You can't see where you're going. Mm-mm. You see the same people every day. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot. You eat, like, mush, basically, based on how she described it. Right. And I I, 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 I think the the biggest parts of this movie are Cetus Lapidus. Like, no mm-hmm. one remembers the parts down on Earth. I'm sorry. We, we really don't. We just remember the space. And, of course, Protozoa. And Raven. And Raven. Raven's hair. Nebula. Nebula. Little did she know she's about to take. I will just say it's weird watching Raven. I texted back at this. It's weird watching Raven play second banana. Yeah, she's like she's in the first bit on the space station a lot, but then yeah, after well, they're down to Earth, she's gone and she's only she's probably only in like thirty minutes of the movie. Well, yeah, I looked at the time when Xenon was got. So I guess I guess we should talk about a little bit of the movie how she makes it to Earth. Yeah, well, so the it opens to she's like she's late for class because I guess Xenon is like kind of a troublemaker, and she's like right. climbing all these random ladders and like cutting corners, and then she like rides on a luggage cart at one point, right? A la Zach and Cody. To I mean, get this is the fifth her, Disney Channel movie. They're getting ideas to get to her Zoom class. Zoom, zoom, zoom. Well, her, Mahago, their teacher boom, boom. is a hologram, so it's basically Zoom class, pre-Zoom class. Yeah, and they say that Chelsea Clinton is the president. And Hillary Clinton was president before. So. Which ages like a can of milk in the sun. Right. (laughs) So so there's a contest. Well, first. Xenon is just getting distracted in class. And she's logging on to the website of this band, Microbe, who's like the NSYNC Backstreet Boys of this universe. Everybody loves them. And she logs on and finds out that Microbe is going to come up to the space station to do the very first concert in space. And Which she finds I'm out assuming, during class. I'm, I'm assuming Elon Musk watched this movie. 
and said, I must. I must be like Protozoa. I must go to space. <laughs> what if we find out that that's why? That'd be so funny. <gasps> and there's like, a, there's like a group of people up there. They're like, Elon Musk is here. Maybe that's but, why so he I, married someone that dressed so strangely. I know. But so Xenon in the middle of it, class is like, <laughs> And her teacher's yeah. mad because she's already like been in trouble before. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. I just got like so excited by history because Xenon is a is very good at lying very quickly. See, this is the thing. The space station only has 50 people on it. <laughs> and so Xenon can't get away with nothing. Mm-mm. So I don't know why she keeps trying to do all this stuff. And t- to be a sneaky troublemaker, she is one clumsy girl. She's a clumsy, clumsy like, gal. There's many times in this movie that she is tripping and bonking her head and like completely ruining her own plans. I have to say, so they find out that Protozoa is coming to space, and one lucky winner gets to dance with him on stage. Well, Protozoa is the lead singer of Microbe. I don't know yeah. if they said that. And so they all, all the Xenon and Nebula are going to send in their things. And someone, one of their friends, goes, why would you be excited for a band that's as thermo as some band in 2025? How dare, how so dare. So do we need to be how, looking out for some new hot we need to boy be look, band in 2025? 2025, some band's going to be Thermo in the year 2049. I will just say, it's weird seeing, I don't know why they have like other friends with Xenon. I they know. Really did, it, so like, I, I'm mainly talking about the girl with the red hair. Right, like She's kind what's of her like, name? I don't What's know. What's her story? We don't know. There's like two or three guys too that are around them that I don't remember their names. Yeah, one of the guys like comes in handy at the end, but there's like this random girl who's friends with Xenon and Nebula, but Nebula is like the main best friend. Yeah. And then there's uh, Commander Plank, who basically he's on is to Xenon. He's on to Xenon. He's on to her major. <laughs> I feel like we should just talk in Xenon slang. No. Is this when I think pretty early on they announced that uh, Win Windham, Windham, yeah, Windham, the guy who like finances the space station is going to be coming up to look at it, and people are a little nervous that he's going to pull the plug if he doesn't like what he sees. So they're all like, "You have to be on your best behavior." Xenon's mom keeps snapping on a stress helmet. Right. I want one. My okay. I'm glad you brought this up because the whole time I was thinking, okay, say the space station. He was, like, doing things for the good community, whatever. And he shut the space station down. So you mean to tell me all these people have to go back to Earth, no job, no house, no nothing. They Do you, do you just... pay attention to the U.S. government? Of course. <laughs> they don't care about us. Well, I don't know what's going to happen in 2049. It'll probably be the same. I, I can't remember if this was referring to somebody being mad or excited, but they said that somebody was about to blow an O-ring. I'm assuming mad. I That wording just was a little iffy for me. <laughs> so there's, of course, Xenon. There's something going on in space, like some shooting stars, what have you. Something, And so they want to get a good look. But oh, Xenon, wait, of course. Before all this happens, there's a scene I have to discuss. It's not that important. Please. But it's it's Raven and Xenon and some of the other girls like talking about the guy coming up to the space station. Xenon is the original fangirl. She is. Raven's primary, like primary task in this movie is to look concerned. 
Yeah. And nod heavily. But mm-hmm. they're like talking about things and Raven will say a line and then it'll segue. She won't stop and it'll go right into a line about her wanting to borrow a shirt. And it just is so the craft of Raven Simone's acting in that scene. She's like, yeah, and it'll be like this and this. Can I borrow this boot? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that too. This too. Like, it's just, it's so <laughs> Raven. I mean, she's a vet. She's a veteran at and this point. And you can point. tell. But yeah, what you were saying, there's um, some kind of like space event happening where the colors are going to be really nice. And Xenon Once, gets in a space suit mm-hmm. and goes into space outer space like out the door with a tether on to look at it and she's doing she's in the astronaut thing like moving in circles mm-hmm. special effects looked terrible on that yeah you could tell it was like a toy that they had on a, on a stick. right and she gets caught yeah she gets pulled back in and this was like whatever she had done before was um oh no 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 this is what it is so they're like if you mess up one more time we're gonna have to ground you which yeah. at, at the time, as the audience, we don't know what that means. We're just like, oh, she's grounded. Punished. But Xenon falls under the Kimberly J. Brown curse of being like, Mom, I'm 13. I can right. do whatever I want. I think I we want. talked about this in our Halloween episode, we Halloween Town episode, where we were like, I did not act like that when I was 13. I was not like, I'm 13. I know what's going on. Yeah. I mean, maybe if I lived in space, I'd be like, we have nothing <laughs> going on, Mom. What am I supposed to do? She was I'm like, seeing I the can same freak. Floating in the absence of of all that exists and matter in the universe, where if one small thing happened, I would blow away and freeze in the vacuum of space. I'm 13. I'll be fine. That's my Friday night. <laughs> anyway, so when so everyone has to be like, so um, what's his name? Uh, Commander Plank mm-hmm. literally is like, if your daughter does not shape up when. Wyndham gets here, we're going to be in big trouble because she's always causing trouble. Yeah. So Xenon's like, yeah, whatever. Cross my heart. Hope to die. Stick a needle in your eye. Like, right. Okay. But then when it- these guys get up there, there's something I want about them. Well, of course. They might as well just wear I'm a villain t-shirt. Yeah, like the first time <laughs> that she talks to Wyndham, she's really laying it on thick because her parents are giving in the tour and she's like, I love the space station i love to do math and i'm such a good good girl and he like twitches like his eyes move and i i thought at first he was a robot that was like malfunctioning i mean that's how it looks that was a good possibility and he has this weird like chicken man looking assistant with him yeah they'll be important later but xenon is like telling her friends about how she has like a feeling that something is up with this guy. Like I'm sure she's probably saying something like he's icky major. She says they say inky a lot. Inky a lot, which is yeah. weird. But then Raven is like Xenon. Every time you've had a bad feeling, it's never turned out right. And I'm like Miss Raven, you are one to talk <laughs> about having a bad feeling about something and it not turning out right. She's not. She's not. <laughs> she's from the future in this movie. She doesn't see the future. I know. I know. So of course. Xenon. Well, the thing is, Xenon wants to make the statues for. So Xenon's going to. Is this what she wants to do for the Protozoa um, contest? She tries to go like basically in the dumpster. Yes, yeah, so she can get some something things. to make. She's making this like weird little doll. Yeah. <laughs> of Protozoa, and she's going to like dumpster claymation dive type thing to find. Um, 
like 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 little parts to put on the doll. Yeah, to find to like make it more like his outfit. And she finds basically the two people who are visiting the spaceship or space station. They call it space day, which I think is weird. That they're just like up to something weird, and so she doesn't trust them. And so she was like, I don't trust them at all. Like these people are not good news. And so she tries to tell her family and her friends. And of course, since Xenon is known to, you know, cause ruckus, Mm -hmm. no one believes her. So it's a classic, a classic um, girl who cried wolf, but is the wolf is actually there. Well, while she's in the dumpster that night, she pokes her head out and she sees the little chicken man trying to punch some numbers into this like memory bank which is like i guess essentially like the computer hull of the ship and she's Mm -hmm. trying to see what he's doing but she completely falls out of the garbage chute and like lands on the floor clumsy number one clumsy (laughs) clumsy number one (laughs) and she like catches him and kind of like is trying to lure him away from the door and she gets him i think to like walk her back because she's like "Ooh, it's so scary and inky (laughs) the spaceship at night so she foils him that time and then the next day is when they play the video with protozoa announcing who won the contest yeah and that video is shot like angular and it's grainy (laughs) like it looks like he's giving his like joker (laughs) video (laughs) i love I love the character Protozoa. He is not in it a lot. He's only like ba- you only see him on screen, like he's on like, screen, on screen. He's like the last um, ten minutes. If Harry Styles was in NSYNC, it's yes, that's Protozoa. Yes. And he's like, "All right, all right, thank you so much for applying to my contest. Let's see what the winner is." So Xenon was, wins with her weird little course, doll. Even, everyone's like, "Of course, Xenon." Even wins. though Nebula wrote this like. Well, amazing essay. It's the weird yeah. little voodoo doll that gets her the win. So Zedon gets to dance on stage with Protozoa at the concert. But then she's like, she's still not super down for these guys. So she asks one of her friends for the code to the memory bank room so she can go in after the guy and see what he's doing yeah. that night. And Raven is all, Raven's looking concerned. She's like, you shouldn't be doing this. But that night, the guy goes into the room, and she's, like, under the floor, like, in another part watching him. Bangs her head on something. Nearly gives herself away. But the guy, like, oh, he he drops a chip, like, a little diamond shiny chip. Uh Uh-huh. And he leaves. So then Zedon tries to enter the room, but in her foolish ways, she wrote it on her hand in, like, a expo marker. So it's all smudgy and melty. Uh-huh. And she can't see anything, so she puts in the wrong code, sets off the alarms. People think she was trying to get into the memory bank, and now she is grounded. Grounded. And and Xenon's like, oh, she gets grounded. Like, Professor, not Professor, why do I think it's always Professor? Commander, Commander Plank finds out, and the parents find out, and this was her last straw because, you know, she went into space outside. Yes. You're not supposed to go outside. And Plank is she like, I'm going to leave the punishment up to you guys, but if it doesn't fit the crime, I'm going to have to do something else. So it's like... Like, what is he What is he going to do? What do you think he was going to do? This shit is Lunarius Major. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're having a... <laughs> I love this slang. I love this slang. It's just so weird. <laughs> anyway, so she gets grounded. And so Xeno's like, okay, fine. Just like, 
go to my room. They're like, oh, no, we mean grounded. Like to so Earth. They're sending her to Earth. Which to live with her, to live with her and Judy, because the mom has apparently done nothing but go on and on her whole life about how violent and dangerous Earth is, and she's just going to send her child there under I the mean, supervision of who we find out is a very like flimsy <laughs> woman. She's so yeah, so she gets so like before in, in the movie, Xenon tells the story of how she moved here when she was five, and she was explaining to her friends what she's heard about Earth. How, like, the weather's crazy. Gra- like, you weigh, like, a lot more because of gravity. Basically, they're like, Earth, bad, boo. And I'm like, oh, she has a point. Uh, <laughs> uh, but she gets grounded. And she gets sent to live with her Aunt Judy. Which is basically Lisa Kudrow <laughs> in another font. That character is so queer-coded. It's Lisa... They said, this is a, we need, we wanted Lisa Kudrow, but we have a Disney Channel budget. Yeah, like, the, the outfits are very Phoebe Buffay, the earrings, yeah. the attitude. Well, before yeah. she leaves the ship, she's, like, saying goodbye to Nebula, and she says, like, her parents are coming. She's like, I gotta go. My ex-parents are on the way. Mm-hmm. And then they also say something to her, and she's like, break my heart, which was, like, oh, oh. <laughs> my favorite oh, Xenon moment. Because the, the, the pilot of the ship, is basically like if if we don't like go now, we're gonna miss our weather thing, and we and our and our flight will be canceled. And Zeno just like break my heart, <laughs> break <laughs> that, my heart. That was easily my favorite Zenon moment. <laughs> Zenon's like break my heart. But she gets flown back down with uh. Wait, Wyndham. first, first is it Nebula gives her the earring? Yes, Nebula gives her this like shiny earring, which is the chip that the guy left on the memory room floor. But Zenon doesn't know that. Mm-mm. So she just puts and I it want in to her say, ear. Xenon is like heartbroken. She's so upset, and the mom's like, "It's okay. We'll we'll get you back as soon as we can." I'm like, "You're the one grounding her. I know. You're the one making the rules. Well, you don't have to do there's this. There's only so many flights to space a day. But you're right. Like, I don't know. I I just I was like, yeah. You don't have to do this. <laughs> so she's on the you're flight the back to Earth with creepy Wyndham and his chicken man assistant. <laughs> she still thinks there's something off about them and they land and in another xenon clumsy moment that is just so far-fetched as soon as she lands on earth she sneezes and the sneeze sends her falling all the way down the it's airplane because, steps it's because she's never sneezed before because <laughs> there's no because there's that's what she said i'm sure she sneezed as a child no she literally said in the no one's seasons in space because there's no like pollen or anything. Yeah, but she lived or on dust. Earth for five years. You're telling me she went five years without sneezing? I don't know. There's no way. Anyway, she falls, <laughs> and then there's actually like a good shot of her because she's talked about how like gravity is so heavy on Earth. Yeah, she's which like, I'm thinking, Thank what's you, the gravity, gravity like up in space? I also love. There's two different scenes where this happens in this movie. The first time is when she's in the dumpster, and the second time is when she's like walking up the like behind the guys carrying her luggage after yeah. she fell where they dubbed in all these sounds of Kristen Storms being like uh, 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 she sounded like it's like so she sounded like the grapes it's so obviously dumb she sounded like the grape stopping lady ooh ooh ooh. <laughs> ooh ooh especially when she's walking away like far away so there's no way that the sound would be this no. loud and it's just like uh, mm, ooh <laughs> um and then right 
right before she leaves to get picked up by her aunt, she's standing with the chicken man and Wyndham. And she tucks her hair behind her ear. And when the guy sees the chip, he's like, like he gasps. He gasps. He can't believe. He gasps. He can't believe that's on her ear. Because that's the chip. He is so shook. Like, that actor was like, I'm going to take the biggest breath I've taken in my whole life for this day. I may never get a chance again. (laughs) So we finally meet meet Aunt Judy. She's driving a little, yes, a, li- a little so bug, gay. a little bug. I'm telling you, and she you. pronounces Xenon's name Xenon, which I'm like, okay. But like the fact that she's in the bug, her dangly earrings, the way that she dresses, the way that later on she says, and I quote, "You've only been here five days, and you're already having better luck with guys than I ever have." This character is queer. <laughs> she lives alone. She's not married, and then they do something so terrible to her <laughs> that I'll get into later. But um. Aunt Judy takes her to go eat at this like burger and fries. It looks good. It does look good. And all these middle schoolers are there. And they're all dressed in loud 90s Uh patterns. But when Xenon walks in. And her latex, everyone's like, ew, ew, look at the freak. Like these people, this girl in like the the bully, I don't know. Margie, who. The bully Margie. Who is also. That actress. Are you going to say was a movie surfer? I, she was in something else, so you go ahead. She first, was but the I girl plays fact. Margie, in all three movies of Xenon was a movie surfer, which was an in between commercial for Disney Channel, and it would be like kids talking about the latest Disney movie releases. Anyway, she was a movie surfer. Okay, she's a psychologist now. Really? She played a bully in three D comms, and now she's a psychologist. Yeah, she doesn't act anymore. Yeah, so Margie makes fun of what Xenon wears, but Margie's wearing like this bright orange long sleeve with I like look. She saunters over and she's like, "Pardon me, me and my friends have a bet on like whether you came from somewhere crazy like New Jersey because the joke is always yeah. New Jersey, or if you're just getting a head start on Halloween." And then Xenon because. Um, it was actually a pretty good comeback. <laughs> oh wait, yeah, it's orange with like pink. Fuzzy like she, fur. it looked like that she was... raided Miss Piggy's closet. It's gross. <laughs> Xenon is like, oh yeah, I am getting a head start on Halloween. Now if I could just have that like disgusting mask you're wearing, I'll really have the perfect costume. That's it. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> it was good. It's very, it's very um, the roast of Ethan Dalloway in Halloween Town High, where he's like, if Halloween is so scary, why don't they make a mask out of your face? So, yeah, so we, we get this introduction of who will probably be, like, her friends on Earth. And this guy just keeps looking at her. And this, mm-hmm. who is who is named Greg. And Margie. He looks like Charlie Puth <laughs> to me. <laughs> you hear Xenon, you hear Xenon groaning. <laughs> Xenon groans and, and a young Charlie Puth goes, that was an A. <laughs> You know he does that on TikTok for some reason. Oh yeah. He'll like he'll, he'll thought, like fart. When, Charlie um, Puth will like fart and be like, "That was a C minor." In the scene later where they're uh, swimming and he jumps in the pool and he comes out and his hair is mm-hmm. wet, that was the moment that I was like Charlie Puth, like early Charlie Puth when he used to sleep yeah. back his hair. Um, but yeah, Xenon like immediately kind of takes a liking. To I don't her. think she takes and a she liking flirting. to him. She flirts very boldly. When? At the pool. I have it in the my pool. Notes. This is I'm still talking about So Margie's like Oh no, well yeah, not immediately because he's like still. So Margie is like 
it's Margie, Greg, and then these two other guys. And Margie calls Greg Gregory the whole entire time. <laughs> and definitely like, I like him, but he doesn't like me, but I'm going to pretend he likes me type deal. Yeah, she's very possessive of him. And so Xenon's like, I've had it. I don't want to be here anymore. Goodbye. And so she goes home with Aunt Judy, and she tells Nebula that she's basically going to FaceTime her for what we know now is FaceTime. But back then, it was like, I'm yeah. going to, like, solar call you. <laughs> um, yeah, and we were like, isn't that the truth? Right, and, she get, and she's blocked. There's parental controls, so she can't do it. Because you remember, she is... She can only call her mom and her She dad. is grounded. Mm-hmm. So, of course, she has to go to school. And, like, any fish-out-of-water story, she has no idea what's going on. So we get kind of, like, a montage of what things are, like, in space in her mind and how they don't yeah. really translate to Earth. They're doing swimming and PE, and she says that she wants, like, swim in between two planets, but Margie shoves, shoves her. her into the water. That's suspension right there. I know. And Xenon starts, like, drowning because she hasn't swum in, like, water. Yeah. <laughs> so Gregory saves her. And then there's another scene where she's in, like, a chemistry lab, and Margie's her partner. And Xenon's thinking in Celsius, so she heats the thing up way too high, and the beaker bla- breaks. It jump-scared me. Oh, did? Even though I knew it was coming. That glass breaking, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I... <laughs> Again, this is the parts where I don't remember at all. Like when she gets introduced to the class, what do they th- what do they think her name is? The I basically don't they remember. don't say Xenon, and Xenon goes, "Oh, it's actually Xenon." And Margie's like, "Like that's any better?" And they all, <laughs> oh, and Margie goes, "They were like, this is Xenon. She's from space." Because we have to. Because I always forget that this. The whole universe takes place in the future. So this is not abnormal that people live in space. It's not like right. someone's, like, discovering Xenon is from space. It's, like, widely known. Yeah, th- it's probably just, like, elitist, maybe. Yeah. So I it's, like, know. it's not, because, like, because I'll forget that it doesn't take place in 99, and then they'll say something earlier, like, later in the movie. They're, like, do you want to take a ride on my dad's hover car? And I'm, like, oh, yeah, this takes place in yeah. the future. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot that they had that d- the car rigged up to just drive by itself. Then why do they still dress like they're in the 90s? I don't know. They didn't. I Maybe they wanted to make it more like timeless and they really wanted Xenon to stand out. Like these are the people on Earth and these are the people in space. Xenon truly does not stand out that much before. Well, if you notice, it's like a little costume thing. If you notice as the movie goes on, Xenon starts wearing quote unquote Earth clothes. So like mm-hmm. she doesn't have like the bright spandex on. She doesn't really wear her hair like in space buns or anything. Yeah, she just has her, like, high pigtails, but even those aren't Mm-mm. that weird. But but when Xenon gets introduced to the class and the teacher says she's in space and this is her first time on Earth since she was five, Margie goes, hope she had her shots. And I'm thinking, like, wait, that's actually like, a good question to ask. <gasps> oh, God. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. wait. Actually, well, of course, space. I'm sure they have all that. Yeah. Um, Gregory... Is she trying to, like, break into the computer when she asks him for help? So, the whole entire he, time... Like, tells her about the horse Yeah, thing. the whole entire time, she's still on Earth trying to figure out what the heck is going on with those two guys who visit them in space. She's like, I don't trust mm-hmm. them. I'm still going to try to figure it out. And she that's when she asks Gregory for his help. Yeah, she lets out another loud scream in the library. Yeah. At one point. <laughs> and Gregory's like, actually, I can't go. I have to go to work. I'm like, you're 12. Why do you have to go to work? (laughs) 
It's probably like a family-owned thing because all he does is like brush horses and walk them around. Yeah, and she goes, live horses? So I think she's a horse girl. No, dead ones. Xenon horse? Yes. Xenon horse girl of the 21st century. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So he like brings out this horse and she's scared. And at first I was like, they only had the budget to put one horse in here. But as they're walking the horse out, this other horse just kind of is like, Ooh, and like, pe- like peeks out at the last second. He's like, I don't get paid if I'm not on screen. <laughs> they also hella dubbed in the horse sounds. Like the horse is just like, <laughs> which like, that's too yeah. much. So then basically Gregory and Xenon go on a date. And they, she like starts pigging out, and those she has onion rings. Ooh, and those onion rings look really good on screen. I know he orders them like seven entrees, and she's like, "Let's order more." And he's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa!" He's like, "I'm gonna have to brush like all because these we learn <laughs> that in space they can only eat what they can gather." Yeah, which is why I said they're probably eating like horrible mush because there's no because she she says there's, there's no like cows or pigs in space, so. Yeah. And I'm sure it would go bad if they, like, tried to ship it up there. So they're all vegan by force. (laughs) (laughs) You're vegan by force. I mean, what else can you do? But while she's eating, she sees a little sidekick man. (laughs) And I... I, We're just going to have... We're just going to call him, like, little scrawny man, little sidekick man. The chicken man? The chicken man. (laughs) And he's, like, staring at her because, remember... She still has that earring on, which is the disc. Mm-hmm. But she still doesn't know what it yeah. is. Yeah, and so then I think there was a deleted scene somewhere because... Yeah, because they come home and their house is in shambles. Well, yes, and Xenon sees him staring at her and he she like tells Greg, okay, we got to go. We got to run down. Yeah. And then it cuts to them by a lake and she puts her feet in yeah, the water I- like nothing's discussed. <laughs> They're just having fun. They're hopping around town. <laughs> then they get caught in the rain. And of course, every time someone gets caught in the rain, they're like, it's like waterfalls on their face for the first time. But in Xenon's case, okay, are there not baths in? She probably just hasn't. Raining, getting caught in the rain is different from taking a shower. Like, I'm sure it's different. But they were very, she was like, you know, when people like experience rain for the first time, it's like a euphoric. Yeah, they're having. It's like a euphoric They're phase. definitely having a magical mm-hmm. moment. For sure, but then they have to go. Yeah, and that and that's when Aunt why. Judy says her line about the guys. Yeah, about how like you already had better. Like I swear this character is sapphic AF, and then they just okay. But they come into the house and it's raided. Like everything's been turned upside down, so they call the police. But nothing was actually yeah, nothing stolen. stolen. Which means they so had a purpose. So is this when is this when they have um, the other little boy look into the disc? Yeah. So we. So this other random guy, he was in who's suddenly a character. He was in some other movie that I can't remember at the top of my head. But go on and say it. His well, name I'll try is to figure Andrew, it out. and he he's like a computer nerd, I guess. And he finds out that inside that chip that Xenon has on her earring is a virus that like it buries in his oh my god, really fries his Okay, computer. what? That's where I know him from. He played X Ray in Holes. <gasps> the kid with the glasses yeah. shut your yapper i will not oh my god so that's who he is okay icon icon <laughs> um 
But yeah, he's like the the virus buries into his computer and it like literally sets it on fire. Oh my gosh, yeah, and they so they like, do like a weird graphic, <laughs> which I'm like, what is going on? Yeah, it's like a little it's like a little worm being like, <laughs> like imagine like every time you get a see when my computer gets a virus, it just starts glitching and I just get random pop up ads. Oh no, there's been viruses that are like things though, like a little animated thing basically saying. Yeah, there was one that was called "You Are an Idiot" that would be like "You." and it was like dancing smiley faces but yeah this one's obviously a flash animation but they're like oh man and then xenon thinks that if that was like uploaded to the spaceship that something very bad would happen and she's like but the spaceship hasn't come crashing down yet so i guess it hadn't happened and they're like no 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 it'll just take time to take down something that big and then she calls her parents to like tell them about this discovery and they obviously, they brush her off. They don't believe her. But then as soon as the call ends, they're like, how did she know right, everything's falling right. apart on the spaceship? I'm like, at that moment, you should be like, okay, our daughter has had no contact with us or anyone on space because we have her parental lots on her little right. on her little video chat. So I would be like. The fact that their jaws weren't immediately just like, <laughs> they were just like, ah, you're crazy. They're like, you're sweeping. so crazy, Xenon. You. I gotta go, bye. Literally, that's the conversation went. Oh my God. <laughs> Did she say what? But yeah, like everything on the ship is like beep beep honk honk. It's darker than it was already. Like everything is is falling apart and they don't know why. But now we know it's because this virus is burying itself. Yeah, so, so it's kind of convoluted. If you're also, seven, you don't really understand what their motivation is, like the evil people. Right. So basically. It's it's insurance It's money. insurance money because Wyndham <laughs> is the person who funded money for the space station but apparently doesn't yeah, have and while he's up there he pledges an additional 500 yeah, million 500, right <laughs> which i guess in 2049 that's, that's like a thousand dollars if inflation keeps going the yeah oh no you're right you're right, you're right. um look at me no math um <laughs> look, at, look at me so yeah it's basically insurance money so he's like gonna crash the space day so he can make money you calling it the space day. I'm, I'm, I'm in the xenon world i'm gonna say major <laughs> that's what they call it's it. a crime major but it's an inky crime i loved how every time that she is like facetiming somebody on the ship she makes sure to include that boy in the background she's like flexing oh yeah so she finally gets <laughs> she finally gets in contact with well, nebula but that's before she gets in contact with nebula i think is when the guy comes up and tries to stop her isn't it which part when the guy comes up chicken man comes up to them in the backyard oh yeah yeah, yeah. And he's like, you're going to give me that earring right now. And Xenon goes, it wouldn't look good on you. <laughs> and, Very Spider-Man um, comeback. She's like, she's like, okay, I'll give you the earring if you agree to take me home. And he's like, yeah, okay, sure. And then Greg is like, Xenon, don't give it to him until you get on the plane. But she's already given yeah. it to him. And he's like, I have the disc and you have nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but Xenon reveals that she has this like shiny spray. Oh, yeah. So she's made a bunch of the discs that look like it. And when the guy puts the animation in it, when he puts the chip in his computer, this animation of Xenon like pops out of a jack in a box and laughs. At yeah, him. they love a good an- they love a good animated virus. <laughs> they don't want like your p- computer just so go black. Weird. They need like a little pop and circumstance. <laughs> but yeah, she has Andrew do some like work on her system so she can unhack it and FaceTime Nebula and like tell her and, what's going and Nebula, on. Nebula, like a real person. And a concerned person's like, how did you know that? Everything's going crazy. Right. And she's like, I knew it. But she's like, you're 
you're going to have to sneak into the like the ship and tell me when the next cargo flight is leaving so I can sneak on a plane and get up yeah. there. And she's like, okay. Well, Nebula, Nebula's um, like, I'm not you. And Xenon's Zenon, like, you're going to have to Zenon, be. Zenon's like, okay, I'll do it. And then her and Gregory are having a moment where he's like, if you leave, I'm going to miss you. You're not like other girls. And I just, so Margie is still a part of the group somehow. Yeah, even though she, like, is mean to everyone and is very unpleasant. Yeah, and so she wants to come with the group because Nebula finds out that the next ship is leaving, like, literally that night. Yeah, in, like, 30 minutes. So they're racing to get there, and Margie wants to come. Well, before they race to get there is when they have that almost they have that moment. They almost kiss, and they, like, hit each other by accident. Yeah, they almost kiss, and then Xenon is like, Gregory, if you want to kiss me, why don't you just do it? Which, like, the... The audacity! Yeah. The au- the balls on the girl of the 21st century. <laughs> in space. <laughs> in space. Maybe she's... But yeah, they almost kiss and they like bump heads and then it doesn't happen because it can't happen until no. it happens at High School Musical 2. Right. And yeah, so they're all in the car and Margie wants to come with Just them. Just to see Zidon like, off. Well, she's also like, I thought I told you to stay away from Gregory. And Gregory <laughs> says in the most iconic two lines to tell Margie that he doesn't like her and he never will. He says, swallow the reality pill. Read my flapping lips. <laughs> we should talk like that now. I don't know why they didn't just speed off and leave Margie's <laughs> nasty ass on the road. Like, right. I don't understand. And then she goes, oh, Xenon's leaving. Pop the trunk. I'm coming. They no, they should have just been like step on the gas. <laughs> step, step on the gas. On the gas. Step. Let's go. <laughs> we gotta go. We gotta go. Later. That girl's performance is so bad too. What'd you say? Because they they don't make the ship, and she's like, not that I care, but wouldn't it be a big bummer if Micro blew up <laughs> on the ship? Yeah. <laughs> so they performance is they, so well, horrible. One, they don't make it. And Xenon hugs. Wait, her. I have to say something. Yeah, they miss. They, they miss, miss it, it, and they get in the car. And they're like, stop. Stop! <laughs> They're like waving their hands. Like, <laughs> to a space that shuttle. That is a space shuttle that's clearly a hundred. Imagine 100- being on the runway. <laughs> Imagine being on the runway in front of like the Apollo 13. <laughs> being like, stop! Us <laughs> down here! They're like a hundred feet away. <laughs> and then. <laughs> yeah, that's when Margie's like, wouldn't it be macro horrible if. If Microbe was going to be on that ship. Yeah. Which Xenon's like, oh my gosh, Margie, you're a genius. And she hugs her. And then Margie's like, I know. What did I do? (laughs) So because they're about to leave, Xenon finds Protozoa and is like, hey, I'm your contest winner, but I need you to bring me on the ship with you. Mm -hmm. And she almost gets taken away by security. But he's like, no, loves, I won't stand (laughs) for it. Because he like yells because, at the security in his ass. Because she's very lucky that she put a picture of herself on the doll that won the contest. Yeah, so she is on the most wanted list. Like they have to break down the gate to get yeah. there. And so Xenon doesn't want Aunt Judy to like be involved. So she leaves a message yeah. to Aunt Judy. And what you have to know about Aunt Judy, she hates space. I don't know if she's ever been, but she hates space. She hates to travel and she's not good with kids. No. So Xenon leaves this message saying like basically I'm leaving. I have to I have to save my family. Love ya. Literally. That's how she ends the message. Love yeah. you, bye. And Aunt Judy's like freaking out, trying to figure out where she is, and she sees on TV that um 
protozoa is getting ready to depart yeah so she's like oh my gosh and she races in there crashes through mm-hmm. she ends up on the ship with xenon the band microbe and then windham and chicken pan yeah also end up going back up there trying to chase down xenon and when they arrive it's like 15 minutes to total space to total to total mayday yeah, and they have this shot of, like, all the main characters basically in the hallway, and the camera just spins around them for about five minutes. Yeah. And it made me sick. Wait, there was, like, this one part when they're, like, one, I'm wondering how long the space, the, the travel time is from Earth to space now. Right. In 24 night. It has to be, like, a, uh, maybe, like, Well, it's hours. a space station, so if it's, like, if the station is nearby the moon, mm. it's probably not that long. But anyway, Protozoa is, like, who is this girl? Why don't we let her on? basically yeah and judy's like freaking out well they're out. all also like i love how when they welcome him they're like oh my gosh you guys like everything's totally safe it's so fun and then like something rocks them all yeah they're the they're like welcome welcome and like things are exploding behind him yeah so xenon like xenon and her aunt run into commander plank who was immediately smitten with her oh yeah and that was just like you're really gonna make this obviously lesbian character get with the fat straight man. Yeah, and then out of everything that's happened, no one still believes Xenon. No, they don't. And so she gets detained. <laughs> and Nebula has to come break them out. And like literally at the last possible second before the whole space system will shut down and they all presumably die. Yeah. Xenon, Xenon gets the code to work or something. Because all the lights go out and you think it's over. But then they're like, total system restored. Right. And the music that plays when you're exiting Space Mountain plays. Right. And you go, and you, and you go, collect, so you go collect your picture. <laughs> I love how also, like, no one believes Xenon. No one. But then as soon as the lights come back up, they're like, arrest those men. Right. I'm like... <laughs> like, you don't even know. You... You still don't have any hard proof. <laughs> I don't. I just don't understand why everything's going on. Xenon is on Earth, and she knows what's going on, but everyone still thinks, like, like Wyndham accuses Xenon of trying to destroy the space station. Yeah, I'm like, that doesn't make sense. So they detain her. Yeah, but then of course it's, the truth gets well, revealed. You know, if Xenon had been a good girl, maybe none of this. I don't know. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> some lame. But then, so yeah. all is well. So they end up having the microbe concert, which Xenon invents FaceTiming your friend at concerts. So she <laughs> FaceTimes Greg Gregory. and has a uh, microbe dedicate um, their Supernova Girl song to her. Yeah. So that's their one. That's her one request. Also, for them to be the biggest band in the world, to be on a small stage mm-hmm. with no microphone. He was projecting. And Xenon's parents just crawl through the crowd. And they're like, we're so proud of you. Right. And then they leave. Like, that's not how concerts work. But. Well, we have to talk about. Maybe it's different space. We have to talk about Zoom Zoom. Oh, no, I, I know. We have to talk about Zoom Zoom Zoom. Like my boom, boom. boom, boom, boom. My supernova girl. Zoom, zoom, zoom. So uh, Xenon's other request is that Nebula dance on stage with yeah. them instead. So then for about five minutes, we get Raven and Protozoa shimmying. When, when Raven, <laughs> when, because Nebula wasn't going to go because she's like, no, this is your thing. Like you won fair and square. I'm not going to do it. And then <laughs> uh, Protozoa's like, 
if no one gets up here, I'm going to be by myself. Basically, stuff like that. <laughs> and then Raven. Xenon's like, I literally rode in a space shuttle with him the whole way here. Like, beat him at cards. It's fine. Yeah, and then Raven does like, like a foreshadow to how she'll be acting in a couple years. On that's Raven. Mm-hmm. And she like rushes the stage and like dances. And zoom, 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 make my heart go boom, boom. My supernova girl is an iconic Disney Channel moment. Mm-hmm. One that has stood the test, one of the earliest Disney Channel moments that has stood the test of time. So, my supernova girl. And that, and just like any great Disney Channel movie, it ends with a great musical number. It also ends on an odd freeze frame, freeze frame of its main character. Like, Xenon's kind of blurry because she's, like, in mid-motion. <laughs> yeah, it's like she's jumping and happy, and then it freezes, and then I was like, oh, it's over. And then it pans back out to the space station animation. Yeah. And then it's over. And then it's over. It's really weird. Until we meet again a couple years for the sequel. <laughs> Until we do the sequel. Oh, I was going to say that... Um, Sorry. I was going to say that that would be like... um. We're at a concert, and I won the thing to dance with Reba McIntyre. And I'm like, oh, no, I think you should have it. And you're like, no. No, I think I'd... Like, you'd be like, oh! I think I'd automatically be like, you're so right. (laughs) Go up. Yeah, you would, like... I'd I'd push you. scream like a pig. I'd push you out of the way. Okay, okay, ask me that question again. So now that you've watched... (laughs) So this was your first time watching Xenon all the way through. Yes. So what did you think? What did you think as, like, it is known to be, like, one of the top decoms of all time it's ranked uh entertainment weekly actually ranked some disney channel movies uh yeah it came in at number two of all time and vulture did the same thing they ranked every disney channel movie and they ranked this number 10 so it's definitely like top 10 i could see two i don't know top tier Disney Channel movie. I mean, it's yeah. it's an iconic Disney Channel property. I mean, it's it I, certainly it's is. iconic. It got three, it got three movies, and they're for, they're still trying to make it happen again. I think it's creative. Yeah, it's like it's fun. It's creative. I like the character Kristen Kirsten Storms is yeah. good. Um, I think mostly it was just that like the 90s and the low budgetness of it all like the lighting is so the lighting is so, i think they were trying to make like the worlds different of the space station versus earth yeah but i still think like the space station could at least have a lamp in the corner i know and the the slang was fun but it got on my nerves real bad after a while see that's what i like about xenon that it has like its own world like it's very yeah like not a lot of disney channel movies have that much catchphrases and slang that mm-hmm. like is um no like cetus lapidus you know exactly where that's from yeah major and all that i stuff. think halloween town is like more iconic and probably more enjoyable halloween town at least for me yeah yeah but this is still like i can definitely see it laying the groundwork i can see why it's important i can see why it's lasted and it is impressive like the level of creativity that they put into just a kid's yeah. TV movie. I mean Xenon, girl of the twenty 20- It made me want to go eat at the Starlight Cafe yeah. tomorrow yeah, yes. and have those chicken nuggets. I'm I'm surprised they d- haven't done any like things I don't know. They have Should I Disney bound as Xenon when the so show many, co- the so coaster I was opens? Googling Xenon just so I could find like any like fun fact or anything and there's so many cosplays of Xenon. Oh, so sure. many people go as Xenon for Halloween because mm-hmm. it's an easy 
costume, but really like it make you stand out at the same time. Yeah, like those colors, a suit like you just know. Yeah, yeah, the the blue and pink spandex. All you have to say is Cetus Lapidus, and I'm there. Cetus or Zetus Lapidus. Cetus to Zetus. Cetus to Zetus to Xenon. (laughs) Xenon Lapidus. Okay. Well, what is the Disney Channel lesson we learned today? My Disney Channel lesson is that uh, if your outfit looks just as weird as the person (laughs) you're about to make fun of, maybe you shouldn't make fun of them. (laughs) Um, My Disney Channel lesson is if you spent maybe probably about four hours in a spaceship with your pop star hero, let your friend like actually go dance with him or her. Yeah. That was a good lesson to learn. Like, if you get the opportunity to, like, you know, get sent to Earth because you keep messing up things on the space station and you have to save your family and you just somehow get on an Apollo 13 type ship with your pop star um, hero and you play poker with them, let your friend have that three minute moment. <laughs> yep. It's all about generosity. It's all about generosity. Okay, Becca, if people want to see all your social media's major, <laughs> how can they find you? Oh, oh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at heyo, it's Becca, H-E-Y-O. You can subscribe to my YouTube channel, Becca Stogner, for stuff that will be going on soon. And you can check out my other podcast, Youth Group Survivor Support Group. We are YGSSG Podcast, anywhere you're looking. If you want to find me on all my social media majors, you can find me at Real Hunter Martin on Instagram, uh, Cameron Martin on Twitter. And if you want to keep up to date on everything about this podcast, we're on all the social medias, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. Follow us on all those. You can just type in Time Out Stream Podcast. You'll find us on all of those. Write and review us. Leave us a comment. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. DM us. Tell us what you want to hear. Tell us what you don't want to hear. Tell us what you want to hear more because we want you guys to have just as much fun listening to this podcast as we have making it. All right. right. You guys, next week episode is not going to be an episode minor. We're covering a pretty major moment moment. where you might get to meet somebody that you already know pretty well. Cetus Lapidus, I can't wait. (laughs) All right. Well, until we do whatever that's going to be, if you don't already know, we will see you next time, time travelers. Buckle your seatbelts.